Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. Uh... I am your host, Tim Seckler. I am also the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, where uh, where we help families with a couple of different types of issues. We do uh, wills and trusts for folks. Uh, we do uh, post-death administration work. If you lost a loved one and, and have to go through all the legal um, struggles that occur thereafter, the third thing we do is we do what we call nursing home crisis work, uh, which is the true sort of elder law component of the practice uh, where we help folks find, get, and pay for the type of care that they need in their senior years. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to talk about nursing home Medicaid eligibility and this whole concept of what's called Medicaid spend down. Uh, and I'm going to get to that just in, in a second. Uh, but here's the spoiler alert for uh, today's episode is if you are in a situation where you need to do Medicaid spend down, and we're going to discuss what that all is here in a second. But if you're in that situation, you probably already know what Medicaid spend down is. The spoiler alert is do not do this. Do not try to implement anything from today's radio show without first discussing this matter with a certified elder law attorney because I'm going to give a lot of general rules, a lot of tips, a lot of different things that I think, you know, some mistakes I've seen families make. But the fact of the matter is that in this situation, there's the law and what you're allowed to do, and then there's the facts, the unique circumstances. And the techniques that we use vary depending on each family's unique facts. Okay, so I'm going to talk about things you can do in today's episode. I'm not talking about things you should do. If you want to know what you should do, then you should schedule a free consultation with one of the attorneys in my office, and we're going to talk to you about how to properly put down a Medicaid spend down together, uh, plan together for your unique circumstances because uh, there are lots of mistakes to be made in this situation. And so what the heck are we talking about here? What is uh, Medicaid spend down? Medicaid spend down is the process of which when someone goes into a nursing home in their senior years, the only institution that is going to help you pay for that nursing home care is um, Medicaid. Medical assistance is what we call it in Pennsylvania. Medicare does not pay for a long-term care uh, stay. Um, Only Medicaid pays for a nursing home's bill. But to become eligible for Medicaid, we have to meet their rather rigid um, financial eligibility requirements, which means you can't have any money or you can't have much money. And so if I go into a nursing home and I have money and Medicaid law says I'm not allowed to have any money, then I need to spend that money down to the level of which I can become eligible for Medicaid benefits. But here's the thing. Who the heck wants to spend all their money on stuff we don't need? Right? I don't want to spend down my money. I want to save my money. I, I worked hard for the money. Uh, and this is the biggest fundamental problem um, that I think we have. It's the biggest issue that middle-class families, certainly middle-class seniors face, is 
what happens if I get really, really sick? Because depending on what study you read, a lot of us are going to need some form of long-term care. And if that ends up meaning skilled nursing expenses, well, skilled nursing facilities in Pennsylvania, the average private pay cost is pushing $15,000 a month or one hundred and eighty grand a year, and nobody can afford that, right? And, and so people that go into the nursing home, if they don't take action to protect their assets, they're going to spend it at $180,000 a year or fifteen grand a month until the money's gone. Uh, and, you know, that's just not my version of the American dream. You know, I, I, the way I look at this stuff is people work their whole lives to maybe raise kids, build businesses, own a home, pay off the home, get education, maybe provide a nice legacy for the next generations. And we work at this, and we work at this, and we work at this, and we save money, and we save when others are spending, and we, we, we miss practices, and we miss our kids' games because we've got to work, because we're, we're trying to come up with this financial nest egg so that we can eventually one day have um, some sort of a successful retirement. But what I'm seeing is people, they get to their, their senior years, so many of them have health problems. that Now we need long-term care, and... The, the money, this nest egg that I've been working for for 50 years, gets smoked because we have this broken government rule book that requires you to go broke in nursing homes. You know, and, and just to be clear, it's not the nursing home's fault, right? The nursing home is providing care that the seniors need. The problem is that we've got this, Tim's opinion, screwed up government rule book that requires you to go through all your money just to get care. And, and, you know, why are we doing this to our seniors? Why are we, why, why is that the rule? Why do people who need acute care, heart attack, cancer, um, that might be treated with medications and surgery, why, why is that covered by Medicare, but uh, a stay in a long-term care facility due to dementia is not care is not covered like it just doesn't make any sense and so you know sometimes from time to time people say well you can't you, you shouldn't be helping people get on needs-based benefits that's that's you know immoral or whatever and to my my response to that is well wait a second what is moral about a government system that requires people to go broke because they have dementia when if they would have had cancer or heart disease equally terrible but financially, they're going to be okay because Medicare pays for that. So what is moral about a health care delivery system for our seniors that pays for one kind of care and not for the other kind of care? And whether my client and my client's spouse or my client's kids are financially okay is dependent upon the accident of the health care issue that is almost entirely out of the person's control. Like, it's, it's asinine. And so what we do when we meet with people is – um, we're usually um, contacted by um, the healthy spouse or the adult children of the person in the nursing home, and you know, dad's in the nursing home, and we're getting this bill for twelve or fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars a month. And what is it we can do? You know, mom's out in the community. We're going through all their money. She's going to lose her house, um, and that's a situation where our law firm steps in to say, whoa, 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 whoa. What are the strategies that we can use? What are the things that we can do to try to protect the money, expedite eligibility for public benefits, while taking perfectly legal maneuvers with the finances to protect the money? And um, there's lots of things that you can do even after somebody goes into the nursing home. The question is, what is it that you should do? And we're going to talk about some of those rules. Now, if anything that I'm talking about um, in today's episode um, is triggering, like if, if you know somebody in this situation, if one of your family members or your neighbor or somebody at work or church is in this situation of going through all their money in a nursing home, reach out. Have them call my law firm uh, anytime, and 
We'll get them a free consultation. The phone number is 724-841-1393. Again, 724-841-1393. And what we're going to do is we're going to uh, we're going to essentially have a conversation with the people to determine if this is a case that we can help. If it's a case that we can help, we're going to offer like a full-blown analysis of the thing to try to figure out how we can uh, how we can protect the assets. Um, and oftentimes, we're able to protect a heck of a lot of money even after someone is in the nursing home. Um, and so there's this thing called the five-year look-back period that, that people think once I go into the nursing home, it's too late to plan. Uh, and that's just simply not true. There's lots of things we can still do. You just got to know what you're doing. Um, and so if you try to do this stuff on your own, oftentimes you're going to make a mistake. You're not even going to understand the rules. Uh, and so this is not do-it-yourself work. Like there are things that you can do uh, in this uh, legal and financial world that you can probably do on your own uh, if you did a bunch of homework. Medicaid spend down is just simply not one of them. Um, we have in our office uh, a network of estate planning attorneys around the city that send us their Medicaid work, their, their nursing home work, because even though they are extremely astute at writing wills and writing trusts and, and doing um, this estate planning work, they know not to touch the Medicaid stuff because they know that it's extremely complicated. And it's one of these games where if you're not in the game, you're not doing it. And so please don't make the mistake of knowing, uh, of thinking you know what to do. And also don't make the mistake of thinking – that the nursing home billing office knows what the heck they're talking about. Um, usually when they're giving people opinions on what to do with their money, they mean well, but I've, I've seen them make mistake after mistake after mistake. And so the admission to a skilled nursing facility is a legal problem. If any creditor on the planet is coming after you for $180,000 a year, you probably ought to take somebody up on a free consultation with a lawyer to see if there's anything we can do to stop that meeting. Uh, and a nursing home admission is is no different. Um, and if you'd like some more information about how to get this done, yes, we offer the free consultation, but there's a lot of resources on my website at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And there you're going to find videos, you're going to find old podcast episodes, you're going to find articles that we've been written. I, I was looking at the other day, I think there's well over 100 articles on this stuff on my website. Um, on how to do this and how to do this effectively. Two other resources I want to point you to. One, if you go to the workshops tab on our website, you can schedule yourself for a free upcoming Medicaid workshop or download a free pre-recorded video about this stuff and get all the education you're going to need. I think it's almost an hour and a half video of me just telling you how this stuff works. Uh, and, and I think that it'd be, uh, uh, very helpful for you. The other is we have free resource guides on our website. I'm holding one. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, all you need to know about Medicaid planning is eligibility rules, um, different things that uh, I think you should know if you have a sick loved one in a nursing home. And, and these are free resources we have on our website. Um, but please don't make mistakes. Don't try to do this on your own. Seek professional help with our law firm, uh, and we can, uh, we can help you um, put together a custom plan to get through this process. All right, so what are some options? Um, somebody goes into a nursing home, they have too much money. They need Medicaid eligibility, so they got to spend down their money. Well, I think uh, having a discussion about this first requires us to have a discussion about how much money am I allowed to have in the first place. Understand uh, a couple of things here. One, that Medicaid treats single people differently than they treat married people, and Medicaid treats assets differently than it treats income. Right? So if a single person goes to the nursing home, all of their available assets need to be spent down 
to about 2400 bucks, maybe 8000 bucks, depending on how much income they have. Uh, but it's not a lot of money either way. So we're going to spend down the money, which means the retirement account needs to be liquidated. The, uh, the bank accounts need to be liquidated. Cash value of life insurance needs to go. Grandpa's hunting camp needs to go. All of that stuff has to be converted into cash, given to the nursing home, before the person becomes eligible for Medicaid. The only thing you're allowed to have is 2400 bucks, maybe 8000 bucks, plus a primary residence and a car. Okay. Um, now, then there's some smaller ancillary stuff. But the problem with the house and the car is it, once somebody's on Medicaid, they might be eligible for Medicaid, but that doesn't mean the house is safe. When someone uh, ends up passing away, the state of Pennsylvania has a claim against that house. It's called the estate recovery claim. And even people that were eligible for Medicaid and getting the nursing home paid for by Medicaid, if they still own a home, that home is not necessarily safe. We may lose it when the person passes away. So you may have a loved one in a nursing home right now on Medicaid, but they still own a house, and you think this situation is okay, and the situation may not be okay. We need to analyze it to see if we can protect that house or protect some of the sales proceeds of that house. Uh, and so that's a good opportunity for uh, for you to reach out and see if, if we're a good fit to help you out. Um, so that's a single person. All of their money has to go down to about 2400 or 8000 bucks. Um. A married case works a little bit different. So a married case, when you have, let's say, dad is in the nursing home and mom is the healthy spouse out in the community, um, you have a situation where the healthy spouse is allowed to retain some of their own assets, uh, retirement accounts in particular, in Pennsylvania, um, and then they're allowed to protect half of the money, half of the available money, which is everything that they own jointly, anything she has in her name that's not a retirement account, anything that's in dad's name, dad's retirement account. All of those are available resources for dad's care. Uh, generally speaking, with the exception of retirement accounts, the titling doesn't really matter from an eligibility standpoint. And so they add up all of the available assets. Let's say a family has $200,000 of available assets. Um, the general rule is dad's allowed to keep a few grand and mom is allowed to keep half of the money. Um, so if they had $200,000, mom's protected share is about a hundred thousand bucks. Um, then dad, let's say dad's only allowed to keep 8,000. So this family's about to lose $92,000 to a nursing home before dad is Medicaid eligible for Medicaid. Um, the, um, the other thing to consider is that the half that mom is allowed to keep. So if we had 200, she's allowed to keep 100. Well, the half she's allowed to keep is capped at a little over 137,000 bucks. And so if a family has a half million dollars, that doesn't mean mom gets to keep a quarter million. Mom's only allowed to have 137,000 uh, dollars. And this is this can be pretty abusive stuff because not only do we take her down to that level of resources, but also then in either situation, once dad is asset eligible for Medicaid, most times we still have to give some of his income to the nursing home. So now mom's lost a lot of her assets and now the household income is reduced because dad has to pay a certain portion of it to the nursing home. Um, and you know, story for another day, but a lot of the time this puts the healthy spouse into a significant um, disadvantage uh, with regard to how she's going to live through her retirement years. And, and, you know, this just takes me back to, like, why? Why is that the rule? 
why are we punishing this lady because her husband has dementia or Parkinson's or mobility issues or whatever the thing is that got the person into the nursing home. Now his wife is financially insecure because of his health issues. And, you know, this is the greatest country in America. Why are we treating our seniors this way? Um, And if you feel the way I feel about it, I'm not sure, in fact, I'm fairly sure, that no one else is going to fix this. The politicians are not talking about this problem. They're not going to fix this problem. So you got to take action to protect yourself. For people that are healthy and we have some time, we use trusts. If you don't have time, meaning somebody's already in the nursing home or somebody's about to be in the nursing home, trust may or may not be the right answer. This is where we talk about Medicaid spend down. So what are the things you're allowed to do? Well, you're allowed to own a funeral arrangement. That's one thing. So when we find families that are only a couple of thousand dollars away from eligibility, oftentimes it makes sense to buy a prepaid funeral arrangement, and that'll get the assets down below. And why that makes sense is because one, um, you got to spend the money to where we're going to be eligible, but by buying the funeral, that's an expense that was coming at some point in time anyway. So we're actually getting the benefit of the dollars. Okay. Um, a, another thing, people, you know, you're allowed to own one vehicle. So on occasion, it makes sense when dad goes into the nursing home, mom's allowed to have one vehicle. It doesn't have to be 25 years old. We can go out and buy a new vehicle. Uh, and then that can result in spending down money for long-term care. Okay, so these are sort of like a couple of just what I call the low-hanging fruit. You know, most people, if you do a little homework on the Internet, you're going to find out that you can own a funeral or that you can own a car. Um, there are some other things, though, that I that we can do to protect even more money, one of which is um, planning with what are called Medicaid annuities. Uh, so in a, the situation of a married case, if the family has $200,000, and let's say mom is allowed to keep $100,000, dad's in the nursing home, he's only allowed to keep a couple of thousand bucks. So essentially, we're going to lose $100,000. <clears> Understand that the healthy spouse, in this fact pattern mom, the healthy spouse's income is safe from dad's nursing home expense. So Although the assets are subject to the care costs, mom's income is not. Now, dad's income is subject to the care costs, but mom's is safe. Um, Also understand that we can move assets between spouses without a problem, most types of assets. You can move them between spouses without triggering any negative consequences for Medicaid. And so if we are over Assets. If we have too much money, if we have two hundred thousand dollars, we're only allowed to have a hundred thousand dollars. What what we may consider doing is putting that money into mom's name. No problem. We're allowed to transfer assets between spouses. And then, if mom purchases what's called a Medicaid annuity, that can result in her purchasing an income stream for herself. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm saying Medicaid annuity is not every annuity works. It has to be a qualified. Uh, annuity for Medicaid purposes, which is too detailed to explain today, but you can purchase this annuity. Now, what the annuity does is it provides mom with an income stream for a defined period of time, a couple years, a couple months, whatever. It depends how much money. Um, But by buying mom an income stream, mom's the healthy spouse, and the healthy spouse's income is safe from the nursing home, we can get dad eligible for Medicaid almost right away. So we were going to lose $100,000, but knowing that there's this thing that we could do to buy an annuity, now that provides mom with a stream of income. So mom doesn't have to go out and buy a $50,000 vehicle she doesn't really need. 
mom can actually get this income stream and have cash that supports her lifestyle. That's a better thing to do in most families because she might live another 20 years and she needs the money. Uh, she doesn't need the Cadillac. Nothing against Cadillacs. They're wonderful, but she doesn't need it. She needs cash because her husband's in the nursing home. They're taking some of his income, and she's going to be in financial difficult straits. Now, that's the kind of advice that we tell our clients to do when we're doing spend downs. Now, it's not appropriate for everybody. If mom's on the way to the nursing home, that's a mistake. If if it's not Medicaid qualified, that's a mistake. If it's an IRA, it's an interesting thing. we got to do some math. So the point is a couple of takeaways. One, this stuff's pretty darn complicated. If you're listening to this or watching this and you don't think this is complicated, then you know I might offer you a job because I think it's pretty darn complicated. Um, the second is you, you can't do it without a team of advocates, without a team of people doing the math. Don't pretend that the Medicaid office is going to tell you all the things you're allowed to do. The Medicaid office, the caseworker at the Medicaid office, is not going to tell you to buy a Medicaid annuity for two reasons. One, they may not know what it is. The second is um, they don't like it. But I don't care what they like. We're allowed to do it under the law. And if by buying a Medicaid annuity will help my clients save all their money, we're going to do it every time. It's the right thing to do. And, and so, but they're not going to tell you to do it. And I would be awfully surprised if there are nursing home billing offices or social workers that know how to do this. Um, you really can't buy the annuity without the assistance of an attorney. So be real careful here. When you're talking about big dollars, dad's entire life savings, be real careful about relying on the word of some government caseworker or somebody in a nursing home who may mean well, but may not really understand all of these intricacies, it may not be giving you the best advice. All right? The admission to a nursing home is a legal problem. You need to hire a lawyer to help you with this. And when we are hired to help people with this, we are often able to protect lots and lots of money from this potential long-term care um, situation providing, therefore, a, a better standard of living for the healthy spouse or leaving a legacy to the kids or whatever your goals are. Um, but don't assume that you're getting the straight answer from what you're hearing from the nursing home, what you're hearing from the billing office, or what you're reading on the Internet because this is very state-specific stuff. What you can do in Pennsylvania may not be a great idea in West Virginia or Ohio or certainly California. And so we have to analyze all of it under your situation, under your care needs, and figure it out. Okay. Uh, a couple of resources I wanted to point out to you again before the end of the show is if you go to our website, there's a ton of content on our website explaining this stuff in greater detail, including uh, a, a pre-recorded Medicaid webinar that I did. It's over an hour of me talking about just what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Uh, so that's a helpful thing. You can sign up for it on our website at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. You can also download the free Medicaid planning guide, which is called All You Need to Know About Medicaid Planning. Um, that's a free download on our website. Um, there's a ton of resources. And if you have somebody in this situation right now, if somebody is in a nursing home uh, right now and they're trying to figure out how to become eligible for Medicaid, just give us a call at 724-841-1393 or you can uh, fill out the web form on the website. Uh, and we will talk to you for free to determine if there's anything we can do to help your situation. Um, I personally have had family members lose tons and tons of money to nursing home expenses. We meet families every week who are losing tons and tons of money to nursing home expenses. Uh, and I want to help you help your family not lose tons and tons of money to nursing home expenses, especially when there are solutions to the problem. 
don't freeze. A lot of people freeze. A lot of people just get confused, and a confused mind just kind of shuts down. Don't freeze. Get the professional guidance uh, you need. All right, a couple of tips, just a couple of quick hit tips. We'll call them, we'll call them the pro tips here uh, prior to the end of the show. If you know somebody that's going into a nursing home, don't make any snap decisions, okay? Um, I'll give you an example. I just told you in this show you're allowed to own a funeral arrangement. Great. But if we're talking about a married case, and remember, in the married case, the healthy spouse is allowed to keep half of the money up to a certain amount, right? Well, okay, let's say somebody has $200,000, and mom would be allowed to keep half of that, $100,000, if dad goes into the nursing home. But if two weeks before we go to the nursing home, we go out and buy a $20,000 funeral arrangement, now when dad goes into the nursing home, we don't have $200,000 anymore. We only have $180,000. And mom is allowed to protect half of that. So now mom's only allowed to keep $90,000 when she would have been allowed to keep $100,000. So the timing of when you purchase the things and do the things you're allowed to do can have big swings in how much money you're allowed to keep. So that's a tip. Don't make fast decisions. Almost none of this has to be made super quickly. You have time to reach out to an attorney before you make these decisions. Um, the second is um, don't, um, don't just fire off a Medicaid application. Every once in a while they want to fire off a Medicaid application at the nursing home without analyzing the finances. But here's the thing. There's a five-year look-back period. Twice in my life I've seen somebody, you're not allowed to transfer assets within 60 months of long-term care, right? of the need for Medicaid. Twice I've seen families fire off a Medicaid application and there was a gift something like 58 months prior, right, where we should have just waited two months, filed the Medicaid application at month 61 rather than a month 58, and we would have got around the problem. So the timing, the timing, the timing matters. Um, and you have time to reach out to a lawyer. You can find my law firm at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. We're going to find our phone number. You're going to find all these resources I've been talking about, and we're going to get you the information you need uh, to make good decisions, to protect your family, to protect your savings, because I don't want to see another family lose everything they own to long-term care expenses. I appreciate you listening to this week's episode, uh, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.